Welcome to today's podcast of Marketing Ops Now. We have Michael Hartman as a guest. As Revenue Operations Manager and Senior Director Marketing Operations for Informa Markets, he has tons of experience in marketing ops. But unlike many marketing ops people, Michael has a background in finance. And he believes, and I fully agree, that finance skills are often overlooked in marketing ops. As marketing ops, we should be able to answer two questions at all times without blinking our eyes. And the two questions are, one, if you have less budget, what MarTech would you divest in? And two, if you have more budget, what MarTech would you invest in? I think those are really great questions. And in this podcast, we'll also discuss the seven trades of marketing ops too. Enjoy the podcast. So welcome, Michael. Great to have you here. Really glad we had some conversations last couple of months and fascinating, interesting. So I'm so happy you join us on this podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here, Franz. It's one of the questions I ask many of the guests. How did you end up in marketing ops? What is your story? How did you evolved to become a marketing ops and realized one day, oh my God, maybe I'm a marketing ops person. Yeah. So I don't know that there was any grand plan. I've been sort of opportunistic, I guess I would say about where my career has led me. And I think that you find that is a fairly common scenario for most people who are in marketing ops. It wasn't necessarily a planned thing that they ended up. They either had sort of a technology background or a marketing background and sort of either gravitated towards the operational aspects and the technology parts. But for me, I've always had sort of a technology bent. I was an engineer by training, did consulting work in IT and you know, management consulting, and eventually led that to doing database marketing at a big company. And then just sort of, I've always been curious, wanted to learn, understand how things work. I wanted to understand how the technology could enable a business. So I think the more interesting thing for me is not how did people get into marketing ops? Although that is interesting. Sometimes the stories are very interesting themselves. But I think that what you find is if you talk to enough people in marketing ops for good, you find some common traits. People are curious. They like to solve problems. They want to know how stuff works. They're good at dealing with multiple stakeholders. You know, Very often you're in the middle of marketing and sales and IT and legal and, and so on. And I think people who thrive in that are going to be the ones who end up doing well in marketing ops. I like that. So is there something we can elaborate on, on these typical marketing ops traits? I recall we just had a conversation in preparation of this podcast where you talked about that. And I really love that because we speak a lot about skills or maybe technology backgrounds or what have you. But you talk about traits and it's more of a type of character. Yeah, and it's one of these things that in conversations with other folks, especially if people who are in a position to hire, it is tough to uncover those traits because some of them are not really easily identifiable or measurable or easy to validate. Right. So I think it would be interesting for us as a profession, I guess, to come up with a way in which we could evaluate some of the stuff, but I don't think it really exists out there. Yeah, you know, the other thing I would say is like part of the challenge is that there's not historically been formal training, education, or that kind of stuff for people who want to do marketing ops, right? There's stuff for marketing, there's stuff for IT, there's stuff for finance and all those kinds of things, but there's not really for marketing ops per se, unless you go to vendors. Now, some of that's changing, especially on the tech side of it. I think there's starting to become more 
groups or organizations that are trying to formalize training or certificate kind of stuff that is vendor independent. So I think that's really important. I think one of the things I, we talked about this a little bit, I am a big believer that to be really good at marketing ops, particularly if you want to get into leadership and be seen as a strategic partner to the rest of the business is you need to have some key skills and knowledge that if you don't normally have, you should go get. The one that people who listen to me a lot probably get tired of hearing is, I think you need to know finance, the basics of finance. So whether that's evaluating vendors and technology, trying to understand how investments in technology or go-to-market activities or sales things, how they impact pipeline revenue, right? You need to understand the financial terminology, how that stuff is how do you build an ROI for investment in something? Those are all critical, important things. And if you want to be in that role for a long time and you want to do really creative stuff, you need to be able to have that conversation with a CFO. The other one, which is, I think, really becoming more and more important, I think this is where we can become truly strategic partners with the business, is you've got to understand data, analytics, statistics, that is becoming more and more of a key skill to have in ops in general, I think, whether it's marketing ops or revenue ops. And I think it's also the place where we have the opportunity to change the perception of what we do from tactical execution order takers to becoming strategic. In the number of conversations we've had on, you know, so for those who don't know, I also host a, a podcast called Opscast that talks about marketing ops a lot. We talked to a number of people about different kinds of reporting analytics. We talk about how do we become seen as strategic. And I think consistent theme is we are the ones with access to all this data. We understand how it comes together. We understand where the warts are. And if we can take that and start to turn that into strategic insights to inform go-to-market activities and things like that, that's where we can truly help drive the business. So if you would sum it up in a kind of a curriculum, because there's no... No school, no university that teaches marketing ops yet. So let's say there's one university out there and wants to start a curriculum. What will be in there? Finance, data. You have to be a business partner, business savviness. I think you need to have some change management skills to talk to all those different breeds in the company. What else would be in there? Yeah, so I think there's definitely some technology component to it. And I think I would go beyond just some of the core, like I think marketing automation platforms is an important piece to understand how those fit in. That's pretty standard out there. And I think you need to understand it all the way through to how a CRM works as well and how that connects and probably a couple of different models of go-to-market, right? Whether it's traditional, you know, lead generation, handoff to sales, or it's an ABM approach. So I think understanding what's there and how technology plays a part in it is an important piece. And then once you get into a particular organization, I think it's important to pursue as much knowledge as you can about whatever platforms and tools you have. I've never got certifications on any platforms, but I've worked with a bunch of them and I kind of know how they all work. And to me, it's more important to understand what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses and how they apply to what we need to do. So I think there's a technology component for sure. I would say that another piece is it's tied to the data analytics is I think understanding databases is going to be a really important piece particularly both sort of financial as well as marketing databases. And, you know, they tend to have very different characteristics where financial, like this is how my transition to marketing was. I was doing financial data warehousing and I moved to doing customer databases for marketing. Very different. One has a lot of controls and standardization and the other doesn't. And you can figure out which is which. 
So I think that's another piece. Again, finance and statistics, I think, are important pieces to have probably a little bit later. But the sooner you learn them, the more valuable you'll be to an organization. And then you brought up change management. I think that is a big part. I would say change management and project management kind of go hand in hand. And change management, a big part of that to me is knowing how to communicate with, you brought up different stakeholders, but I think change management also has to do with how do you communicate change? How do you know what you need to say and when? Who do you need to include? Same thing for project management. So it's going to be interesting to me. One of the things that kind of ties in with this is I've started seeing it's probably more common in large organizations, but the idea of a chief of staff for marketing or CRO, because I think this is a great opportunity for people who are in ops. I mean, this is a natural fit because I think the reason you start seeing that at large organizations where you see a chief of staff for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, whoever the leader is that you're the chief of staff for is just pulled in two main directions. So you need to be the voice of that person in meetings where they can't make it, right? So there's this sort of, you're the representing that team. The other is, and I've seen this pretty much everywhere I've been, right? So you've got typically in marketing, you may have a someone who heads up ops, someone who heads up demand gen, someone who heads up creative content, communications, right? You've got kind of leaders across those different functions. Sometimes they're, you know, merged in one person or something like that. But very often, more often than not, right, transformational things that you're doing, there's not always an obvious, oh, this should be led by this person. And even if you go, okay, well, the ops person is the best person to do it. They're always juggling the day-to-day running of the platforms and the team there. So adding in, trying to do project management of a transformational kind of project on the side without having a dedicated time to focus on it is a real challenge. But I think I won't be surprised if I see more of that. But what I really hope, and I'm encouraged by some of the conversations we've had on our podcast too, is that I think there's an opportunity down the road to see people moving into CMO type jobs or heads of marketing that are coming out of operations, which has not traditionally happened, right? So I think the recognition that there's an important value in creative and branding in the traditional sense, seeing that the operational piece of it is getting some of that credit as well is nice to see at this point. There are two things that's standing up more things, but two I want to talk about finance skills. When I talk about marketing ops, mark tech in general, I always start with follow the money. So it's not only internally, you know, how to deal with license fees or what have you, very important finance. So I never really thought of it that way, that you can use it internally as well as, you know, how do we translate all that data by following the money and then back to the customer and the customer experience. Yeah. Am I in the right direction? Yeah, I think it has two components. You're right. There are two components. One is pitching ideas internally, right? How do you build the internal business case? And if you can speak the language of finance, you got a better chance to get approval for money towards that. And the other part is understanding how your company makes business so that that ties back to how do you connect the dots from marketing and sales activities to pipeline revenue that's coming through, right? And retention, if it's the kind of business where retention is a big component of the overall value of the enterprise. And the other component that stood out is something we talked about is technology. You say technology last, and then it also depends if you use it for your products or your promotions. And could you elaborate on that? Yeah. So I think this ties in with one of the things that I think about, right? When I, I get 
it kind of gets to get back to this like the operational component and creativity. And I think of creativity and ops and technology is something that is there. It's not what most people think about, right? It's creativity and how do you use the resources you've got? How do you be creative about using budget? We'll get back to some of that a little bit. But I think the reason I say technology last is because you can throw technology at a bad process and make the bad process faster, but it's still a bad process, right? So it's not going to solve for misalignment in process, misalignment in goals, misalignment between teams. So it might help you identify that, you know, you've got this leak in your funnel, so to speak, right? Faster, but it's not going to solve that in general. And it's not to say that technology can't play a part of that, but I'm a big believer that, Technology, if you think about the people part, process part, change management, technology comes at the end of that. And it's really one of the challenges we all have is the just continuing explosion of the number of tools, technologies that are available for marketing and sales, I think, is starting to pick up as well. And knowing how to evaluate them quickly, I'm sure your listeners would all resonate, especially at their leadership levels, you know, getting a call from their boss or their boss's boss saying, hey, I just heard, you know, this salesperson just pitched me about this technology. We need to go look at that, right? Then it's not part of your plan. There's no recognition about how it fits in, no idea about pricing, level of effort to implement, all those kinds of things. And so you have to be, I don't want to use the word agile, but I say you have to be agile about how you handle those and evaluate those, which also gets back to that, like, business savvy and ability to communicate with different people in different parts of the organization. But that, I think, is a critical part. And then I mentioned budget management and being a part of creativity. You and I talked about this a little bit. I mentor a couple of people, and I have over the past, where people who want to be in leadership or just moving into leadership roles. And I always tell them, right, you need to be prepared for two questions from your leadership. Right, One is, we need to cut X percent or X amount from your budget. What do you think we should do? Right, You need to be prepared to answer, like, where am I going to cut? How am I going to shift things around? That's usually not the fun part, the one. But the second question is a little more interesting, and you also need to be prepared for it, which is, hey, we've we can throw some more money at you know your area. Where should we put that money towards a good use? And you probably need to be thinking about that in terms of different levels, right? If you get a certain small amount, right, where would you invest it? But if you get a large amount, now you can say, oh, we can now bring in another piece of technology that could fill this gap. But you have had to have thought through that ahead of time, right? Kind of had that running list. That's the part of the job that I find really fascinating and interesting, too, is just being able to be creative in in that sense. I really love those two questions. They're really great. And yes, they always take people by surprise. And now we're prepared. So thanks for that. And final question, we're reaching the end of the podcast. And yeah, what is the one or two or maybe three things that we don't talk enough about? What are things that we overlook in marketing operations? So again, I'll go back to our OpsCast. We had a guest on. We actually talked about the dark side of marketing ops. I've already touched on a couple of those. One that we we haven't talked about yet is the fact that marketing ops can't solve for product or service that doesn't really match the customer need and poor alignment with that. You can throw all kinds of, again, throw technology and process and things like that. And if it's just not a product that is going to resonate with the market, then you're kind of fighting an uphill battle at least. Saying the same goes for poor marketing, branding, messaging, right? If you're really efficient at getting your message out to the market and your websites and things like that, and it's just, it is not connecting with your customers and you're not learning and changing, then you're also fighting battle. So again, yeah, operations is sort of an enabler, but I'm going to go back to this, right? We are in the best position as ops and tech 
leaders to know what is working and not working if we really are given the opportunity to dig into the data and understand it. So it's something that doesn't get talked about very often. You know, we sort of we try to fight the good fight and to do the best we can to support the business. I think it's really incumbent on us to stand up when we think things need to be done differently. So this gets back to like needing to understand fundamentals of business. I guess that's the other part. You asked me what would be important skill to have. I think knowing basic marketing is also in selling, right? And for those people who've never sold before, who've kind of looked down on it for whatever reason, let me tell you, because I've sold before, there's a reason I'm still in marketing. It's really, really hard and it's really hard to do it well. So I have a ton of respect for people who sell. So it also informs kind of how I think about marketing and ops as well, particularly with that whole flow of data leads, right? That transition, depending on your business, right? From a lead to a salesperson, right? how that all happens, right? It's so if you've never been in those shoes, I would encourage you to, if you can try it, or if you can't try it, you know, if you like, like try to spend a day or a couple a week with some salespeople, it will change your view. Yes, exactly. And it's all too often that I see marketing and sales talking for the first time together, sitting in the same meeting and aligning, and they both know the customer better <laughs> in general. Listening to you, there's one more thing that came to mind. So if you talk about we have the knowledge as marketing ops or the insights that we can contribute, on the other hand, we're really used, not in a proactive way, but the opposite. So we're always, you know, technology last, but also marketing ops last. What if marketing ops first, you know, at the beginning, planning, we have the insights, we can contribute, we know finance, we know business, we know IT, hey, these are the opportunities. So might that be something that we should talk about, marketing ops first, not before anyone else, but at the beginning of the planning, new campaigns, new year. Absolutely. I think this is where we should try to stand up and speak up for what we think is working. What encourages me is I started seeing more announcements and people who are moving up into like CMO level and CRO roles that are coming, who have more of an ops bent to their background. And I think that's encouraging because I think that by itself should help the perception of the profession, right? And that we can be value adders to the organization because that, I think there's a ton of value there. So I think the key is, I think there's a number of people in ops who have a tendency to get caught up in all the things that are wrong with the data, for example, right? Don't interpret it as 100%. The second is we also do tend to get caught up in technology or clever uses of technology and solutions that end up being complicated. So I think the more we can simplify and realize that this is a big thing that I try to share with my leadership teams and things where I'm at is, and this goes back to my background of having worked with financial data and customer data. It's like, do not treat them the same, right? Customer data and all those things that get tied to it, marketing, sales, it is not two things. One, do not expect it to be down to, you're not trying to do financial statements, right? It's not that level of accuracy and it never will be. And there's a lot of reasons why technology won't solve it, but it can help you directionally. I'm not saying don't be disciplined about things you do. So that's one. The the other is just there's some intuition that goes into some of this, right? So I think it's important to look at both at the data and have some intuition. So you really like understanding the more you can about the business and what drives the financial performance of the company. Like how do you make money? The better off you'll be, right? So You got to think about it in that context and be able to talk about it in that context. And don't try to say like down to a penny, 
You know, it's like looking at website traffic. Website traffic has never been that accurate. But a lot of people, like they report 533,254 page views last week. Like no one cares, right? But the other part is also like customer data is always changing, particularly with all the data sources we've got now. And as soon as you take a snapshot of that to evaluate whether it's attribution modeling, whatever, it's already changed by the time you report it out. So you've got to remember that. So there's this balance of trying to be as accurate as you can, but at the same time, move quickly enough that you can actually get the insights you need to change the business. And that's another skill and trade, I think, that a marketing ops person needs. I would like to thank you for your time, sharing your experiences, your insights. Yeah, this is going to be a nice podcast to listen to, I think, and the write-up next to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for now. Thank you, friends. Appreciate it. It was great to be here.